are back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a long time coming. I know you've been wondering, waiting, you know, with bated breath, when will they return for episode 25? Y'all thought we was done? <laughs> Ferdinand Hanra, but we are not. We are back for another installment of Beyond the Bleaches. I, myself, am Tendo Obasa, and I'm joined with the illustrious, the unmistakable, this man carved through the tombs of the, the pharaohs in Egypt. Uh, he is, you saw that silver monolith they found in Utah? This guy knows a little bit about it. So, you know, you know, da 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 da. Mariana's Trench, this man has mapped it fully and he has it in his backpack right now. And that's who I'm talking to. His name is Moses Walter. Moses, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it, it seems like even though we've been gone for a little while, uh, those intros still remain on point. I guess that's you know, just one thing I can't, I cannot deny. Always working on it. Always working on it. You know, it's a show and improve. You know, that's that's the the point here. Just trying to make it a lot better, a lot more interesting for everybody. But Moses, how have you been over this last, I guess, two weeks that we've been gone? Yeah, uh, it's been pretty good. Obviously, a lot of people are still dealing with the whole COVID situation, and it'll just be interesting to see how that uh, kind of shapes as we get into the winter months here in Canada, particularly in Calgary, Alberta, yeah. where we have uh, started to see some numbers rise. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things uh, go moving forward. But overall, you know, I'm in good health. I'm in good spirits. You know, it's nice to have some sports on the TV. It's nice to talk trash. It's nice to see, you know, even though we don't have fans or little fans in the stands that we have the NFL back, the NBA is set to return next month. And roughly, yeah, less than a month now with camps about to open up here in December, early December. Oh, yeah. So we, we got a lot of things uh, moving on and fingers crossed the NHL will move suit as well. Oh yeah. We we're getting back to the, uh, we, we literally just had that uh, end of season lull, but it was so brief. Um, almost didn't even, almost feels like it didn't even happen because now we're back at it again. <laughs> you know, like you said, training camps are going on. Um, as long as they yeah. don't close gyms, you know, there's a lot of things I can understand, but yes, uh, just, yeah, please, you know, keep you the know. gyms up. I have no problem with like, you know, putting in the times, like, you know, you have to book a time or something. There you like go. That. But there man, you go. there's one thing that I've noticed around the first, you know, first phase of the lockdowns earlier yeah. on yeah, 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 year yeah. was how much the I missed gym. the gym. And how oh, much, like, that's, sure. from the mental health standpoint, is huge. For sure. So, you, you need know, that. Just, absolutely. You need that. You need that. And I think so many other guys, um, especially in, in um, the professional sports world as well, uh, as well, where that's actually your job, I think they, they probably were going stir crazy, not being able absolutely. to go out and, and, uh, and practice and train. But yeah, I'm hoping this side too, we're hoping to keep things kosher i know winter is hitting us as well so things are going to start locking down but you know may the the gym gods be forever in our favor Moses, and may they decide to keep it open but i agree with you in that unfortunately guys we have to start off with some somber news but we got to do it anyway because you know it, we just lost a, a real one um so first topic man we we lost a big big um i guess part of the football and sporting world. And that is uh, Maradona. He has passed away age 60, suffering a heart attack. Now, this man is not only a, um, a legend in, um, in, in terms of club football, but for national football as well. He's, he's won the World Cup. 
Um, his hands also won the World Cup. You know, um, we're never going to get another hand of God. I, not not in the way that we got from him. Um, we didn't even, you know, I mean, the man even admitted to it, I think, what, but maybe 15 years ago now, I think in a, in a post-op conversation or, or interview he had with someone, you know, 30, 30, 40 years removed, you know, it's a lot safer to, to say these things because all the people who were involved are, are, are gone at that point. But yeah. I think that, that was for the Falklands War, though. <laughs> I think that's what it was. So a lot of people are like, you know what? It was against England. It wasn't that bad. So you may have beat us there, but we beat through. you 86 Mexico. Oh, no. <laughs> that's what's up. If you don't know anything about that, y'all, go look that up. <laughs> Falklands War, guys, legitimately happened. <laughs> So that's why Argentinians are even proud because they're like, we may have yes. lost the, the Falklands, but you know, at least, <laughs> at least. But we won the silverware that matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That England's preciously, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, craves. Yeah, yeah. yeah that and crave. has failed time and time again. Although time it, though, time the, again. the team in 2018 was fantastic. I actually love what the, the actual FA did. Kind of on, think, a, on a yeah. side note, what they did was building with a young group and then actually have that generation moving forward. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. I always felt. And like have these kids play out in like different like you know, James Sancho playing out in Germany. Uh, yeah. you have other players also playing out um overseas as well, and it just gets some of the big time experience because at For the end sure. of the day, you know, the Premier League has really just been, you know, a league of up until recently, a, a league of, of, of a lot of foreign players. That's true. That, you know, eventually some of these kids don't have a chance to develop and like where do you want to mm-hmm. play? First division you know, over, you know, in a different country or do you want to play in the championship? (laughs) No, I completely completely agree. I think, you know, it shows, it shows Moses that when England went to the World Cup, I think it was 2010 um, or even the 2006 World Cup, their first string goalkeeper was green. Uh, And this guy played for Portsmouth. And I don't know if anyone else knows, but this guy was ass. Green was ass. If your best goalkeepers at Port- from Portsmouth, that's the top goalkeeper for England, right? Because all the top six teams didn't have a, a keeper, an English keeper, or you couldn't find an English keeper playing top flight football mm-hmm. anywhere else in Europe. So I agree with you on that. Like having them all play elsewhere and making sure that they're young and like sprightling and willing to play. And I mean, even increasing the level of competition between the, the, uh, the, 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 the selections. Um, I think it helps a lot. And yeah, I agree. Uh, just to add to that point, I, I yeah, definitely absolutely. think. I know we kind of took, a, I know we kind of yeah. sidetracked Sorry, for a second. No, no, but um, uh, fond memories for the mm-hmm. Argentinians uh, during sure. 86. Uh, but also, uh, if you, you look at what Maradona was to a lot of people, he was mm-hmm. a legend for sure. Um, even uh, Pele came out and said, you know, the world's lost a legend. I've lost a friend. Yes. And oh, you know, it sure. shows the, the impact and how there was a, a lot of comparisons when you talk about the best player to ever play the game. Uh, you know, Maradona's name, along with Pele, always comes in those conversations. Hand in hand, yeah. Yeah, and just seeing the appreciation that both men had for each other uh, and, and who they were. Uh, I think just speaks to uh, the love and respect that they had for their games. Maradona, I think a little bit more so, well, actually much more 
Yeah. Um, compared to Pele, had some problems that included his addictions and, you know, drug use. Yeah, that's the unfortunate but thing, yeah. That, yeah, and, you know, I think, you know, that, that's kind of led to, you know, the deteriorating demise, health yeah. to a certain yeah. um, thing. Of course, uh, his death was involving, I think, was, a, was it uh, a brain? It was clot? a brain, yeah. He had a blood uh, clot it, in his brain. Yeah. And then uh, he had had that's surgery with it. Um, the surgery was successful, but uh, he later suffered, and that was what happened this morning. He suffered a heart attack, I think, due to complications of the surgery. Um, but you know, I, I I hear you on that with the with the, the, the drug use. But I, guys, I wouldn't have wanted Maradona any other way. As selfish as it sounds, but Diego Maradona on cocaine is the best Diego Maradona you could ever get. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's a if that's a bad thing to say. I know it's very early, but I mean, when I look at him, I want to look at him obviously for the beautiful things and the incredible things he's done, but not only as a player, but also just being a part of the game of football. And I can't like not remember the the time where he was coaching. And you see how those those this is how much this man is loved. You know, some man brings him a baggie of coke while he's sitting down at the game. And what, what do they immediately do? They cover up the camera for this man. You know, that's love, Moses. For, the, for your players to cover up the camera for you. It's also that, eating an addiction. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's sad, actually. It's no, sad. I was thinking about it. I was like, damn. But uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it. You're like, ah. Oh. Well, I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, actually, yeah, that's I mean, true. Like, yes. Part of it, like, I, you mm-hmm. know, obviously it wasn't the end result. But I mean, no, like, no. Damn. But, but I mean, you know, you know, it's funny because I, my fondest memory, because I, I grew up in the 90s. And my real true memory of Diego Maradona was 94 USA World Cup. And I do remember that. And the fact that he had this crazed look on his face after he scored a, a goal. And as soon as that happened, like the anti-doping agency was like, yeah, we've got to test this man. <laughs> like to me, and I'm like, oh, no. My, um, my family references that World Cup and the, and the Mexico World Cup as well as saying Maradona could take the Maradona could be the guy to take the corner kick and then be the guy to score the goal as the ball flies through the air because the guy was on something else. <laughs> he was. Yeah, if he just didn't run to the camera like that, I think we would have had a different story altogether. Yeah, we would have had a completely different yeah, story. But they were like, yeah, they saw that crazy look on his face. They're oh. like, yes. Yes, yeah, that's the guy. That, that. <laughs> Does like, that look like a regular like, guy? One of the last movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was just, yeah. if you can find the video of that goal, just do it. And just how he runs to the camera, his eyes are bulging. And, <laughs> oh, my God. He's but letting talk you about, know. Yeah, exactly. But when you talk about influences, I don't think, you know, outside of maybe Pele, there is no other footballer that had a greater influence on the game. Um, a, well, on the game and how he's produced players coming out of Argentina yeah. uh, or elsewhere in, in the world, right? You yes. look at, you know, you look at who his, uh, who his uh, son-in-law, Kunaguero, right? Uh, and then you look at, uh, you know, which is incredible too. Oh, like 100%. how do you even get that? How do you even have that luck that your son-in-law is, is um, Kunaguero? But I think yeah. he's also, I think his, his, he's also uncle to Diego Melito. 
Like I, yeah, I think and he's I think related special, to Diego Milito yeah, and I think as well. There's, uh, and what's his relationship with Lionel Messi? I know Lionel Messi is the godfather to one of the Coons kids, right? Yes. And they're all they all kind of know each all, other in oh a yeah, way. But yeah. You, you, yeah, you look at yeah, they're, they're racing football royalty in Argentina, yeah. and yeah. you look at them globally and the impact that he's had. Like Messi is arguably one or one A in terms of best players in the world at this moment yeah. and perhaps all time. Yeah. And it was thanks to guys Diego like Maradona. Diego Maradona. He took me Diego Maradona's blueprint and then took it to the next level and look what he did for other teams right like in his time yeah. like I, I think most parma famous was napoli napoli time in italy and how he he took them mm-hmm. uh to the pinnacle in yes. syria multiple yeah. times i think it was twice in his, his his time there yes um i'm trying to i think uh think back i'm just thinking off the cuff right now but he has won you know the, the syria title yeah. with Sure. With Napoli, but you, you look at his impact there, his impact in Argentina, his impact with coaching the, Incredible. You know, the, the kids. He was coaching in the top division in Argentina at the time mm-hmm. uh, while he uh, subsequently fell ill. And, and yeah, uh, with later, the, the end of, yeah. yeah, with later, he died weeks later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but, I just think you, yeah. you look at his impact on the game, and when you want, if you put in a list of all time greats, he's right up there. And I think it's a sad loss for the world of football. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing where people are now going to pay homage for the man uh, that has uh, arguably cemented himself, uh, including the hand of God, as uh, including that hand of God. Of don't, how, don't deny the hand of God there, man. Yeah, the integral part of sports. Like I think folklore, like he has, like just the, just there on that story alone, and not only that, but I think it defeated the purpose of like the actual, like the eventual winner, because um, he had this great run where he took on like eight different guys on his own yes, from I, just before like, I think half, like for, uh, on the pitch. Like, so I think against Romania, from center field. Well, he did against England. He took it from England, center field. Yeah, okay. yeah, center field. That same game. That sorry, same he's game. sorry. He used to do that all the time. Is what we should say because yeah. I saw a Romania game and he just yeah, he was doing like, that. What the? And because it, it looked like the, the you know the England players were you know in cement and you know oh, three like, times slower running in cement <laughs> and he was just blowing by them and you're thinking you're the keeper you're like oh sweet Jesus what is this? It's like this Sonic the Hedgehog dead. coming right oh, out and yeah, just blows yeah. a beautiful goal yeah. that's arguably one of the top ones in the it's, in, I don't, ever I'm, in world yeah. history. I'd be like I don't get paid well enough for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, no, but you know what? RIP to a real one, Diego Maradona. You will be missed. You know, um, I, I, we wish, we wish well wishes to his family and and everyone around, and hope that they do recover from this. And I, I guess obviously the, the Argentina is mourning today. So, well wishes to the Argentinian people. Uh, so, but then now moving on to something light. Let me get a. Let me let's let's move things over to the NBA. Moses, we had the draft recently. The draft coupled with NBA free agency frenzy, and this has been uh, pretty entertaining. I think within the last four to five years, in terms of a free agency um, slash draft thing, and I guess due to the fact that COVID's happened, these things have aligned a lot closer than. Um, before and I think one influencing the other or vice versa. So just for a little bit, we wanted to go over some of the guys who, uh, some of the winners and losers from the draft class. Of course, we talked about the top three last time, uh, about the Timberwolves, the Warriors and the Hornets. 
um, and what they would maybe be looking for. This is before the drop happened, but now after that, all the dust is settled. We have uh, our drops picked up, and I just wanted to go over some of the first round because, to be perfectly honest, the only ones we can really gauge um, going into the next season. Everyone else, of course, I'm sure they, they can prove themselves, yes or no, um, but that's yet to be seen. But the, if you are a top five draft pick or even top ten, there is a there is a um, asterisk next to your name because there's expected quality that should happen and and an output that will make a difference in a team. So for the Timbs, the Timberwolves, I guess they went with Anthony Edwards, who hates basketball. So good for them. They definitely are going to do well with a guy who doesn't watch game ball at all. I even remember hearing about that uh, on the jump with NBA and um, uh, Vince Carter was relating to the fact that when he was with the Hawks, they weren't also, they also don't watch film tape. And uh, to that, Kendrick Perkins retorted, and does that show where they are in the league? Hmm? If you don't watch game tape? So Anthony Edwards, I think uh, you're going to need to get someone on your, on, on your team to get you inspired, like Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, wait, never mind. So at number two, we have the Warriors, James Wiseman. Uh, Moses, you spoke a little bit about that. You do believe that this was a good idea prior, though, to what we had with um, Clay Thompson? Yeah, I think when it comes to, you know, ready ball players, LaMelo Ball would have been a great fit, especially the loss of Clay Thompson. And it happened like the day of draft day when yeah. he tore his Achilles. And you yeah. know, obviously they didn't know the severity of the injury at first, but you knew it was going to be something that was going to keep him out for a long time. Now we know it's for the entire season, which is sad because mm-hmm. he was gone for uh, all of last a year. whole year. So uh, like for me, I think that was that, that's tough. And I think Wiseman's a good player, but I don't think he's a guy who could really step up immediately. And I think, you know, you could have had a guy like Lamella Ball who could have been able to fit that role working with Steph Curry, uh, I think it would have been a better option than, say, Andrew Wiggins, who you yeah. would be able to deal. Um, yeah. So now, I was, I, I, th- I, was I, I thought that, you know, the Warriors maybe should have changed their draft choices due to sure. as opposed to, you for know, sure. yeah, we need a kind of a guy who can work um, now, inside. Right? Now, with James, with the, this addition, do you think, because the only people, the if you look at, you know, the top three picks here. Um, everyone else is here because they, they suck. Everyone else is, they're all here because they suck, right? That's how you get your top drop pick, pretty much. The Warriors had a blip of the season. So the idea of this draft was literally to get someone good enough to get them back into the championship conversation. Do you believe with James Wiseman and a healthy clay, they could do that, or do you think um, it still would have maybe needed a Lamelo Ball um, with that configuration? Because it would have been Clay, um, Steph, Green, Wiggins, and then I guess either Ball or. But I mean, you couldn't unless you play Green at the center. Yeah, they need, they need some size. Yeah, and I think. But I, I think a guy who would have been able to fit seamlessly with that Golden State type of basketball, I think would have been LaMelo. Yeah. And not saying Wiseman isn't a great player. I think he has the makings of 
uh, a grade and a star down the road. It's yeah. just that when you he's not a light out shooter. When you look at the team as is, the assumption was Clay Thompson was going to be back. Mm-hmm. That was completely gone. The fear mm-hmm. is that he was going on for the year is true, and who yeah. knows what can happen uh, in the future? Is Clay going to come back and be the same because he had an injury because it was his left Achilles, and I believe it was his right knee that kept him out mm-hmm. all pretty much all of last season. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at from that standpoint, he has had, you know, 24 or so months or going yeah. to um, without actually um, setting foot on the court. game action. Yeah. That I mean, is a cons- I think at, at the end of the day, you're going to have to concern about Clay's health and if he's going to be the same. Long term. Ball would have been a perfect fit. Long term. Exactly, sure. You're, you're trying yeah. to build for the future, right? For sure. And you need something that will be um, a bridge, so to speak. To get so, to that next group, uh, next generation. Of would I? Would you say that maybe? Okay, because he's such a linchpin. Uh, when you take a look at his influence and his um, contribution to the Warriors basketball and and how they've been successful, he was listed as the. Um, he's traveled. He was a, uh, traveled the third most miles um, of any guard of any player in the NBA, and he had he held that. Uh, I guess that running for the last five, six years because of the fact that he is always in transition. He's always moving, getting in the space, finding space for, for Steph or KD at that, at that time, trying to play off the ball as much as he played on the ball, which did a lot. And I mean, that's the, the result of, of running that much for that many years and contributing to your team is you tear your ACL the one year and you unfortunately tear your, your Achilles the next, right? Um, sustainable is this a nice a sustainable sort of formation that the Warriors can can push through to the next because I think this is really what it highlighted with his injuries these are like these injuries are, are due to being overworked or work to the brink of I mean let's let's well, call then, the spade a spade you, by the time at, the Warriors then, made the the 2019 finals they were gassed it had been six years continuous high-level basketball. Not to say that they shouldn't deserve it, but to say what's got to give. Can you keep redoing this, or is this even something viable for the next five years? Well, I think you got to think of the next generation. That's the idea. You need something to transition now because Clay's not getting any younger Steph's not getting any younger. Draymond, they're all in their 30s. So, you, yes. you know, early 30s. So you got to think, okay, these guys have a few more good years. They're entering their prime or, you know, or just on the tail end of it soon to be. But, you know, you, you never know. When it comes to putting on the miles, I think LeBron James has shown us that, you know, you can defy age. Um, it, it takes a lot of hard work and the amount of money spent on his body is absolutely ridiculous to keep himself in that position. And of course, you know, taking some games off, you know, as the, the players, uh, you know, decide you know, to come on. rest, day, rest days, which yeah. I find uh, humorous, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's called, it's called uh, what was it? Man, a load management. Yeah. Load management. That's what mm. it was. Kawhi was on that quite a bit. And, you know, I really think that it was just one of those things where, you know, it's, yeah, he was worked, but LeBron was too. Uh, It's just, you know, injuries just occur. Some people uh, are prone to them. Others, you know, have never really gone 
Um, as far as just something with a serious injury, the most serious is probably like a rolled ankle, but that, you know, they can come back or a sprain and they'll be back, you know, in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So I think it's unfortunate for Clay. Um, who knows uh, at this point where he's going to be. Um, going back to uh, the actual, you know, pickup of Wiseman, uh, a great player. But when you look at perimeter shooters, you know, you'd rather have a guy like LaMelo Ball who can do both, who can handle the ball. Uh, when you're looking just for like a straight scorer, um, you know, the, in going to the rim, that's where Wiseman excels. Yeah. But when you're looking for a guy who can be um, a serviceable replacement, um, if that a suitable replacement for mm -hmm. Clay Thompson uh, down the road when it comes to, you know, maybe Splash Brothers 2.0, uh, they decide to go that route, uh, it would have been LaMelo. And I still believe that he was the best player in he the draft. He fits the bill. He's yeah, exactly, and he would have been perfect. But he, it's <laughs> he can shoot. <laughs> I mean, he, that's everything you need as a Splash Brother, right? Isn't yeah, that, yeah. Isn't that the, those are rules? But well, you know, us light skin brothers got to stick together, you know? Ah, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. The guild. A guild, you guys are. Yeah. You guys have I'm more so like right in the middle. Yeah, I'm you are. Like, you're not. You, I, I feel like when you like you do the scale, bear. when you're trying to choose your creative player and you're trying yeah. to get that right skin tone, I'm like, <laughs> you're right in the there's middle. There's like, right yeah, there's you, middle. you know, there's, you know, the lamellos and the steps, yeah. and then yeah. and there's me right now. <laughs> Moses Bolger just making it in. Yeah. I'm a Moses Shade. You know, Shade Moses, Moses, Moses Shade is out here. You know, he can yeah, exactly. potential splash brother recruit. And I'm wondering if uh, was it latex or like those little PVG paints will start making and be like, all right, these are our types of brands. <laughs> Here's tote, blah, 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 and Moses. Moses. There's the Moses color. You want that? That's new. Uh, yeah. No. It's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, no. So we also had a few other interesting ones. So the next drafted Obi Toppin. Uh, that was a funny one just because of the fact that um, every They need a guard. <laughs> they, they need yeah, with they guard needed a guard. They got so many perimeter guys and there's so many like forwards. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Everyone, guy. everyone, everyone on the Knicks team can dunk the ball in 13 different ways, but yeah. no one can shoot. And would no have been nice to have Halliburton. Yeah, would have been great. Would have been great. But you know what? You take what you get. Uh, what you can get, and I mean, the Knicks didn't. Good shoot job, high. Sacramento. Good job, yeah. him, DeAndre Fox. You're gonna have a good team. Oh yeah, for sure. Next, oh, take note. Sure. Take note. And the thing is, Toppin's you know not a bad one. player. I think Toppin uh, is exciting, and he's from the area. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. 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 He's yeah a New yeah, York yeah. guy. So he's a New York native. He's yeah. From so he. Yeah. He's gonna represent no problem. Hard. Hard. But he's. This is. You know, when you look a... at the needs and, and to fill in that situation, they missed out. It's, it's funny because you know you get all these guys talking about it being a dream. Uh, to one day play for the NBA. And then OB Toppin saying it would been a dream of his to play for the Knicks. And I was like, yeah, it's because, OB, when you were a kid, you were watching Melo go off and you were probably thinking, man, I cannot wait to get onto the Knicks because these guys, well, oh boy. <laughs> then midway through, then middle school, oh man, Melo's gone. Okay, we'll figure this out. High school, oh wow, Kristaps, maybe we go. No? Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I think they've probably made the playoffs since Toppin's been alive maybe four times. Yeah, if Five that. Times. If that. I'm trying if to remember. Like, it's, it's been brutal for the Knicks. Carmelo's the last guy to lead the Knicks to the playoffs, I think. I don't think they went to the playoffs after he left. 
Like oh, Chris. No. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh God, no, no, no. It's like Michael Scott. Oh God, no, 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 no. Yeah. Last time they made the playoffs, uh, 2012, 2013. Toppin's what, 19 years old? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like literally he watched them, um, he watched them so he make was, the playoffs. He, he thought Carmelo was the answer. And he's like, man, I, I cannot wait. 10 years of just darkness continues. But good Obi luck Toppin, to him. Yeah, Obi Toppin's 22 years old. So he was yeah. born in 98. So that's, okay, it's the last cool. one, the next last one to the NBA Finals was when he was born. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you so last time he made the Finals, yeah, he existed. He was, yeah. he, he was just in infancy. He was in his diapers. Um, but yeah, that was the last time they went to the Finals. Since then... They've made the you let a guy alive, and you let that, a so guy. I give him that one, two, three, four, five, and six, seven, seven times. And you, and you let a guy named Hakeem Olajuwon take you out like that? Was it? That's disgusting. No, no, they lost the Spurs that year. Oh, the Spurs. Sorry, yeah, that yeah, was you're the '94. I'm thinking they lost to the Rockets. They're up three games yeah. to two. I remember that series not <laughs> for the play, but for the fact that I was pissed off that OJ decided to take his wife Bronco and I didn't <laughs> playoff game. I was like, oh come on, OJ, can you just done on an off day? I was, I was like a 12 year old kid. It's like, OJ, like. We get that you want to run from the cops. We get that they're going to be on you. Just couldn't you have done this on an off day? Like wow, it would have been this so is much incredible. better. When two, yeah. when two so, different worlds you know, collide, y'all. <laughs> the Knicks and OJ, is a, they have that. I think it was like it was one of the most unique days. Yeah, because yeah. the, the New York Rangers that day, or I think mm-hmm. there was a great ESPN 30 for 30 on this, because I think it was June 12th. So mm-hmm. on that day, uh, the New York Rangers were celebrating their Stanley Cup championship. Uh, after beating the Vancouver Canucks. So they had their parade oh, that day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Houston Rockets and Knicks were playing that day the, as well. Yeah. Um, and OJ decided to take a white Bronco for a joyride. He's and like, listen. High, uh, highways of LA. Heist. So, yeah. Yeah, it was I-95, you know, it's just yeah. the... But that's my, get... that's, yeah, that's funny. That's my memory. Like I was not like, I was my fondest memory of that series, yeah. if it was really fun, was how pissed I was as a 12-year-old kid <laughs> watching the watch. NBA Finals, getting and interrupted OJ, thanks to uh, OJ deciding to go on a ride. They were just like, and he's like, guys, I just was trying to find some industrial cleaner. I, I don't know what the big <laughs> the fuss is about, yeah. you know? Um, and then I also want to get to uh, Wizards draft, draft pick. They dropped Denny Avija. Denny Avija is an Israeli, um, Slovak, I guess not, not Slovak, Slovenian. Um, hmm. And he uh, he played for Maccabi um, in Israel, but Denny Denny is an interesting draft pick because uh, it's reported that he learned to speak English by playing Call of Duty. Now, Denny, <laughs> listen, man, I don't know what you, yeah, I don't know what you learned, <laughs> but be careful because um, if I'm not mistaken, John Wall is a, he's a banger. You know, John Wall, is, he's about that life. So, you know, you, you don't want to go and say the wrong thing. To, you know, John Wall, he might be on crutches, but that doesn't mean nothing. You know, he, he, he might still come for you, you know, uh, or Bradley Beal might be his, his conduit. Um, if Bradley Beal still will be even playing for those guys. Oh, I think John Wall wants to leave Washington. Oh, yeah, there's no way. John Wall Nobody be, wants to be part of that organization. John Wall is being paid $43 million this year. This is, who wants to take on that contract? 
<laughs> Especially after like New Orleans has already done their Supermax. Um, and so has Charlotte. So those are the only two teams I would think would maybe reach out for John Wall, who's who's not even actually going to be playing this year. Mm. I think he's still injured, right? And the, and the jury's still out on that. But we have a lot of those other guys on here. But good luck to all the uh, new dropped picks. Um, excited to see what they have on offer. And um, you know, you, we're gonna see we're gonna see what the the season has to offer. And then to switch, uh, Moses, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the Lakers because the Lakers have also been capitalizing on this uh, recent, I, I guess this pause, you could even call it just a pause basically between seasons. And uh, as a waiver wire has, has, has finally opened, you know, the tampering <laughs> can now be can now be transformed to le- legal legal sort of it's given legal status let's say that you know the conversations um where do we think these lakers are gonna f- f- figure off because we have a lot to to get through off off of just this one team we have an anthony davis who's you know not signed yet uh maybe thinking of signing a one-on-one um we have obviously our boy uh, James is still on for another two seasons, I think. Um, Dwight Howard, who said he bled green, I mean uh, golden and, and yellow, I mean gold and purple is now going to be a vet minimum with the Sixers. So there's a lot happening right now. Um, it seems as though either LeBron fired up his PlayStation 5 uh, he got himself an early copy of, of uh, 2K21, and he's doing that damn thing like we know he does every year, and he is setting his lineup up. Moses, do you th- who do you, what do you, what do you think about this? Who do you think is actually in the driver's seat? Do you think is this a Rob Polinka uh, sort of push through, or is this all LeBron's orchestration in the shadows as per usual? I think LeBron is a guy who can attract some of those big names. He did it with Anthony Davis. So there's that. Uh, but you have to give credit where credit's due. And Rob Palenka has built a team around him, putting yes. in some key pieces. Most recently, Montrez Harrell taking him from the Clippers. Incredible. Uh, yeah, that was a big uh, coup for them. Incredible. And That's also signing. No one wants to play, no one wants to play in, um, in, uh, for the Clippers. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, Moses. You know, besides PG, but whew, shooting off the backboard, bro. Okay, sorry, to, to not to not to kill your point. I just want to say this because I think people need to be honest here. When you go to the store and you buy a bag of pistachios, right? You're buying a bag of pistachios because it tastes great. It's got good flavor, but it's still just a bag of pistachios. It's not flashy. It's not going to you know bring in a meal. It's not going to really give you that wholesome you know, taste and feeling that you need from like maybe a good cooked meal, right? Okay. Where do you think I'm going with this? Kawhi Leonard is a bag of pistachios. Expensive, tastes great, you know, but can he get the job done? I think everyone is leaving the Clippers because of Kawhi Leonard. Not to say that- That team had no chemistry. Yes, but it's because he's the guy. 
But mind you, to be the guy. Would, the se- would the season be different if the NBA season was c- to continue with arenas and fans instead of a bubble? Like, does a bubble change things a little bit more? I don't know, but like, I, I'm know. trying to I'm trying to think. But in terms of the cohesiveness, mm-hmm. there wasn't really much for the Clippers. No, and I think that's why they imploded against the Nuggets. Oh yeah, that's why they had a yeah. poor start. I think. I think there were. I think the, the another issue was the fact that Paul George um, can't shoot for shit. Well, when no, it, like when he it, came when, in. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, didn't play well to say the did least. You say he came in. He didn't show up. He well, came in. So the ghost of the, Paul he, he George did show was up. There. The husk showed up. <laughs> the husk of Paul George. He, he he had like you know I don't know if he was part of Space Jam too. Did the monsters steal his talent? Like I'm trying to figure <laughs> before out before every exactly. yeah, before yeah. everyone else. <laughs> yeah, guys, I thought we I we had our talent stolen. It's like no, that scene doesn't show come up yeah. yet, Paul. Oh the well yeah, the people are not even letting him off. Like he just recently got engaged, and they're like, well, you know. That's, oh, you know, so they were just saying, well, he's, you know, he's shooting a shot he'll miss or something like that. Oof. Like just fans were just like, he puts it out on social media and they were just ripping him. Uh, uh, so it's, you know, obviously I think there's a lot of issues that are going on. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that turns out. I, I, I'm still on the Kawhi train. I think um, there's a lot that needs to be done and, you know, he was a great piece, but you know, the Raptors and Masai, the difference was they had a great team built in around him. They had agree, a yeah. structure. So he was the guy to elevate them and put them to the next level. Just, yeah, he got yeah. them above where they needed to be because that, that team yeah. prior was, was a team that good. went to uh, a conference, conference. final and yeah. lost out to LeBron like three years in a row or something yeah. like that. Just yeah, yeah, around yeah, that yeah, time, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So they weren't I a team that wasn't competitive. Mm-hmm. Right? And then compare that to the Clippers, who, you know, you have to give credit because they were a team that nobody thought would do anything. Uh, this is prior to Kawhi, and they squeaked into the playoffs as an eight seed, if you remember. And that was a team full of no names when, you know, you had, you know, Mo Williams leading the team essentially as your sixth man. Okay, come on. Uh, you know, they had some they had some good pieces, but they didn't have the superstars. They were waiting and they're trying to lure Kawhi and another big star. Well, yeah. they did that, and they saw the chemistry didn't work. But I don't think it's entirely on Kawhi. I think just he and PG, the, play, the poor play of PG, uh, was an issue. I thought maybe you saw the chemistry. I really do. And I'm not hating on the guy, but I'm just saying they just did not no, fit. Yeah. There's sometimes there's two, you can have two amazing players, but for whatever the reason, the chemistry is not there. You might say the argument with Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden. What happened Oof. with Houston? Yeah, two excellent players, but for whatever reason, they just didn't mesh. No. Whereas, like you put, you know, Westbrook and say KD, yeah, sure they had their, you know, I guess maybe ups and downs or you know the, the stuff that you'd hear um, away from the court, but on the court, back they were and great forth, together. they were incredible. You know, they went to, they went actually, to a finals together. That actually, they almost went to another. Fine, I, I honestly think that that was the that's the only combination of that OKC squad that actually works. Uh, Russell and, and KD because Russell loves the ball and KD is very uh, he's a very giving player. He's, he'll he's, get his buckets. Like he'll get his like, buckets. Yeah. That's why he fits so well in the years yeah. with Golden State, right? Because yeah. you had you're like you have one ball and all these ball dominant guys, but you know everyone got their shots. Everyone got like, their that shots. Was one of the thing. Like, everyone yeah. got their shots and they were having fun. Yeah, and I think that I think that 
is something that the Clippers did not have Mm-mm. and something that they're going to have to fix. And I think the rumors is Terry Rozier. It looks like he might be on his way out. I think he'd be scary. Terry. Fit. Yeah. I think he'd be a great fit in LA. I mean, I, they do need a point guard, you know, this, yeah. that. You still have Patrick Beverly. You know, that's great. You know, you still have. So you Williams. still need a point guard. Yeah. 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 So, so you, you got a guy who, who can do that. Uh, I think Kawhi is still your guy. I now, think they still they have enough pieces that to do some some major damage. Yeah. So I, I I wouldn't count them out yet, but I think okay. I think PG would be the guy that you want to ship out. In my opinion, out of all those guys, yeah. I think that was the issue. So I'm not I'm not I'm still on the Kawhi bandwagon. I I don't think he was an issue. You call yeah. pistachios. He's the very expensive pistachios. delicious pistachios. Yeah. But uh, you know you got to surround it with different uh, type of ingredients to, to for make, sure no to make a and meal. I think absolutely. Uh, and I think that's what Toronto had because Toronto yes. had something that was marinated and just needed that secret ingredient this time around. I think that's what the, the Clippers need to do in year two. For so sure. that's the difference, I think, between how the Clippers turned out this year and how the Raptors did two but, seasons ago. Now, but then what does that say about who Kawhi is? Because I feel like that means as a as a as a anchor player, is he not maybe not that guy? Is he a... Is he a, uh, a mercenary, maybe? A, a guy very equipped and skilled to get the job done, but only there to fit in with an already pre-established organization. Because technically speaking, that's what he did at San Antonio. The big three yeah. were already there. He I think he went above already... and beyond what they expected in San Antonio. Yes, yes. But, it, it, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, Tim Duncan was Tim Duncan. Um, Tony Parker and Ginobili were there themselves too. And they had their big roles in the Spurs. And he did come in to add some variety to it. That's right. you know, Danny Green, when he could actually shoot, was there too. By the way, Danny Green's having the worst offseason uh, loss back to back. This man is being waived by everyone. The re- I, didn't only, I only found out he, I thought he left Toronto for a better deal, but it turns out Masai told him, we're, we're good. We don't need your services anymore. And that's how he ended up in L.A. And the, the same thing has happened again. Pray tell, Moses, what do you think it was that let him, um, that let his, 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 his uh, services go so, so quickly? Oh, what man, that, that hmm? shooting. It's hmm? so inconsistent. <laughs> it's so hot and like, cold. I think it's so inconsistent because there are A.R. Smith is still playing he, for the Lakers. Like, he's unconscious. Right, like there are days when you're like, did he just nail four threes in a row in the first Easily. quarter? Like, and then with 16 points. Yeah. Um, or there are days where he will launch it, but either miss the rim entirely, or you know, just brick it like you wouldn't believe. Um, so it it's he, he's very inconsistent, and I think that's obviously one of the reasons. You know, he brought it, the reason why he was brought into Toronto was because his friends of Kawhi. I think that was maybe yeah. really sweet. Though, yeah, right? that was pretty much like, it. If Kawhi you want like, Kawhi, you got to take his little brother or something like that, right? Like, you know, if you want the star, you're going to have to take the rent with him. And I kind then, of uh, feel like Kawhi I thought, happened. I kind of feel like Kawhi thought Canadians just were like weird people. So he didn't think he was going to get along with anyone in the squad. So he was like, I need someone to go with me. Otherwise, I don't feel like I want to do it on my own. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like when you... You're a kid, and then you got to go to a new place, and you're like, oh yeah, it's like when they, well, it's like when they hired. I think it was like Kawhi's family member. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like a relative yeah, of Kawhi's yeah, yeah, on the Raptors yeah. just the Raptors. to make them feel comfortable. Which and you got to do what you got to do. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, they want a chip, so they got what they needed. And at the end of the day, for um, you know, if Danny Green wants to play, well, you know, let him play. But at the same token, he's had a pretty good career. He's, <laughs> he's had a very he's good career. He's won back-to-back titles. He's won three 
uh, chips, if not yeah. four. Yeah. I'm trying to remember yeah. if he's won three or four. I think he titles. won two with the Spurs. Like two with San Antonio, and then, yeah. you know, the last two. The Raptors and the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just like, you know, he, he's had a good career. He's he's done what he needed to. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, he, he, I think he can, you know, ride into the sunset, no problem. But I think yeah. he wants to play, and he gets the opportunity. The only issue is, uh, do you need a guy who's going to be, you know, eating up that many minutes, especially in the crucial stages, all of a sudden just start missing some key shots? And, I you know, because you, you can't really trust him. It's not like a guy you're like, oh, I missed a couple. That's all right. He'll just get off the schneid. No. Like, there are just days when he is, like, PG level. So bad. And I think I think that's the that's the unfortunate part because KCP has a new contract with the Lakers. I thought that was just – I thought that was that was a spin in the injury. face. That's just spin in the face. KCP once recorded zero points in a game, you know, and this guy's got like a $30 million like contract. I don't know if he's with Clutch Sports. Maybe he is. You know, like Clutch Sports bags, you know, it's, it, it's never ending. But uh, for sure, like Danny Green and people like him, that you see, that's, that's my issue. Is like you'll have a guy like Danny Green making his way from town to town I guess, in a way, just definitely helping on the defensive end. But poor showing out on the offensive and to the point that it's, it's detrimental in a, in a league that is now going to be focusing solely on the three or, or a guaranteed two. And Danny Green isn't that physical. He's, not, he's big, but he's not that big. He, get, he gets pushed off the rim easily but he can't shoot. So where is his benefit? And increasingly players like him are going to find it harder and harder to find a home. If he does again, not work on the shooting or find something that makes him worth. I think he's writing off the fact that you already have a championship. So you, it's, it's harder for them to turn you away because you know what it's like to win and you know what it takes to win. But if left to your own devices, could you win for your team? Probably not. And I think that's Danny Green. Uh, but then in most more ways than one, I, I do think the Lakers are going to still succeed this season uh, with all these changes. Um, and by the way, Danny Green is going to the 76ers. Um, Danny Green is going to be there with Dwight Howard. Uh, don't know how that happened, but that did. Rajon Rondo is going to the Hawks. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, going to help out that team. They're going to be dynamite. They're going to be exciting to watch. Oh, for sure. The 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 the, the Hawks are going to be great. Uh, Milwaukee lost a uh, a shooter to to the Lakers, so that makes so much sense for Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> losing one of their only wing players, uh, and then losing and then gaining not one but two influential players in um, Marcus Gasol. And um, uh, what was his name? Trez. Um, but now Montrez now is, do you know if Serge is going to be with the Clippers or the Lakers? Has that been confirmed yet? Because he is going to LA. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the Lakers. So it must be the Clippers. Yeah, it looks like he is on his way. And I'm trying to remember this off. Uh they haven't really said where specifically yet, but yeah. he uh, he is going to be in high demand for sure. And I think oh, he would sure. be a fantastic uh, 
Uh, fantastic player. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he has. It has. It's official that he is joining the Clippers. Okay. Um, this is interesting because he never. He did say he he loves Toronto. He will be a Toronto man forever. I firmly believe it. You know, Toronto man's once a Toronto man's forever. Um, but yeah, the Lakers and the Clippers are shoring themselves up. The Western Conference is going to be a showdown like no other. Again, you know, I think we're going to see the Lakers really either really press down on the Clippers, further cementing themselves as the best in the West, or you're going to see a dog horse like the Mavericks, who I think might be a bigger issue for them this season than they were last season. But uh, and Denver Nuggets maybe might we might see a bit more from the Denver Nuggets coming this season. You know we got uh, we got no chatter coming from them, but from what it sounds like, the most of the squad is still there and they're and they're ready ready to run it back. That's that's the the the, the idea there. So I'm yeah, and you're gonna get a healthy you know a healthy bull bull. So a healthy bull bull. So I think that's gonna be Two pretty much, much like a a free agent pickup, right? For sure. Guy who or, played a little bit in the bubble, but like showed his his, his promise, his right? Yeah. Order as well. So they mm-hmm. they have some pieces that, that they have can some really, pieces. really do some damage um, mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I look forward to seeing what Denver has to do. Uh, they're going to be ones to watch. Of course, on the East Coast, that's always just a toss-up. You literally could like magic eight ball it and you know, you would never know who's actually going to win the Eastern Conference or know who's likely to win the Eastern Conference. So, yeah, I think you think Milwaukee's probably going to slip a little bit. You think, uh, oh, Boston they're definitely be staying where they're at. Toronto yeah. will be competitive. Miami is going to be tough. Um, Miami might be the biggest guys because if they do, if, if uh, they do a rally, I think there might be one or two other guys who are interested in moving to Miami, if not this year, next year. Miami might be a tough place. Miami might be a tough place, Moses. So we might see Miami make it to the conference finals again this year, mm-hmm. especially with Jimmy Buckets. Um, he can do it on his own. Bam can also do it. And yeah, it's going to be interesting if they could sign Bam on a bio. Yeah, they just re-signed him. Tyler Hero's coming back. Um, oh, that's going to affect their free agency down the road if they want to go for a guy like Giannis. Right? I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. Some people are definitely going to be given the uh, the boot at the end of the season for sure, um, as everyone prepares. Oh, and then also now uh, we're we're ending it. We're we're getting to the end, but just to just to reiterate that uh, that story. I wanted to say that story to everyone who hasn't heard it. All right. So we have the uh, the the Sacramento Kings Moses I was telling you about, and um, I think a few weeks ago Sacramento Kings obviously. Um, had people eligible for the for uh, as restricted free unrestricted free agents for free agency coming up. One of them being uh, Bogan Bogdanovich. Um, now, very good player, clutch, very great wing player. You know, now at that point he was, you know, no team was allowed to speak with him, but it looked like he was already receiving calls. And it looked like he had already verbally agreed to moving to Milwaukee. Why? Well, because Milwaukee are in need of a, of a strong wing player who can also shoot um, to make sure that a certain player is 
happy and believes that his team are doing everything in their power to win him a chip. Now, with that news coming forward and before the, um, the, the, the I guess, the, the lift on the restricted free agents, it seems like Milwaukee were put in the hot seat and they were no longer allowed to speak with Bogan until a qualifying offer was put in for um, by, by the, 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 the Kings because they need the ability to offer him a uh, formally offer him a competing offer or a, a, a his first offer needs to come from his home team and then he can go and compare and speak with all the other teams before. Um, now, the reason why that's a bigger problem is because the team that is caught, you know, speaking under the before the waiver wire is a team in, that gets into trouble and may risk losing their ability to get picks, right? Or to get or to get free agents. They may be fine. They may be put in a uh, in sort of a a bubble, you know. And I know bringing that back. And uh, Milwaukee Bucks are very sure of losing their ability to, to get free agents this coming season purely based on speaking to Bowen too early, which is something every NBA team does. And it's not even, it's, it's, I mean, to, to, be, to believe that they're the only team that is doing that is hilarious because every team is talking to every player way before um, they're allowed to. But of course, every team did point out to Adam Silver that Milwaukee are doing it. Why? Because if Milwaukee get into this bubble, Moses, and everyone else listening, that means they can't get any free agents. And if they can't get any good free agents, they can't title run. And if they don't title run, a certain Giannis Atetokounmpo will not sign a Supermax contract with the Milwaukee Bucks, meaning he will be out in one year and his signature is going to be the one to get a two-time MVP and, um, you know, yet to be NBA champion. This man is a specimen and can play on any team in any variation. So his signature is going to be hot on the charts for the Lakers, for Miami. Toronto are also making a vibe. The 76ers, now that they have the new president of operations who likes to, he likes to make, get things going. And I mean, listen... If he could get James Harden to move to, to Philadelphia. That's crazy. Hmm? James Harden, Giannis next year, you know, you would have to kill, uh, not sell. You would have to kill either uh, Ben Simmons or, <laughs> no, you probably just have to kill Ben Simmons. I don't think he's worth keeping on the team. Probably just put him on the bench or sell him off to someone else. He's a very good wing player, but, you want someone who's going to shoot and you got James Harden and you don't need anything else. So I think 76ers might be a big place for him next season as well as the Lakers. So we'll have to see how things work out. But yeah, tampering, yeah, didn't really tampering didn't help out at all. For Milwaukee, they kind of shot hmm. themselves there. Uh, then you also look at what recently happened with Bogdanovich signing with the Atlanta Hawks. Right. So. Oh yeah, there you go. And now you see that's all new knowledge to me now. So Bogdanovich is now signed with the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. He, he's off the table, and they're not going to get him. And the the numbers they are slimming, Moses. The numbers they are slimming. Fewer and fewer good quality free agents are left on the table, and I don't think they want to go to Milwaukee either. 
So Milwaukee, I think he kind of blew this one. Um, but you know, all is fair and love and more in, in the world of basketball. And we hope to see more and more of this drama coming in next week. Um, well, they're looking to uh, bring in a guy like there were talks of bringing in Victor Oladipo. Listen, right? come on. Like, trying to make a trade. Another African brother. So the, same, so the same players. Uh, <laughs> and the guy could sing. So, you know, he, he could serenade. He's got lungs. He could serenade Antetokounmpo. Yeah, they could make a band. They, yeah. The Antetokounmpo bros will have a band and then he'll be the lead singer. You know, Victor Oladipo and the Antetokounmpo's. There you go. I got it. That's your first. That's your first album right there. You know, and they'll go on tour in the Midwest to uh, sold out virtual crowds because yeah. um, everyone's going to be social distancing, and there'll be big hits in Milwaukee, big big hits, and maybe Indiana too. You know, but not much else often outside of that. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much all they they're going to be good for. Yeah. But yeah, no, we hope to see a lot of this happening. I don't think Giannis is going to get the ta- the players he needs because, you know, he lives in Milwaukee, unfortunately. Um, he will be going by way of, uh, in my opinion, he's going to be pulling uh, the uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, and uh, taking his talents down to uh, to the West Coast. Uh, to, 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 what, what's the beach? Don't say LA. Beach. The Day, Daytona? What? or give me give me venice beach laguna you know tons of beaches it's warm there like like greece i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's what they're talking it's It's correlation with that mykonos (laughs) it's like mykonos Giannis. it's like mykonos it's like living in mykonos you know mykonos (laughs) don't sign don't sign the supermax Giannis. Maybe maybe he comes to Toronto. They they have the money freed up. You know, you talk about signing Fred Van Vliet. They picked up Aaron Barnes. I think they have another player they picked up in Lynn as well. So they have service little guys who are cheap and put enough cap space where they still have a competitive team. We'll take anyone and else. Maybe it's enough to lure Giannis. We'll take anyone. Giannis, who do you like? DiVincenzo, do you like him? Well, fine, we'll bring him on. You know, you like the Lopez brothers? We'll take one. Not both of them. We'll take one. I don't know what the hell you guys were the thinking. The one that doesn't fight both. mascots. Yeah, dude. Why are you taking both Lopez brothers? It's, it's like taking both Morris brothers. Why would I do that? What's the, what's the need? There's no need. One of them is good. The other one's not so good. That's very obvious. I can't tell you which Lopez it is, but one of them's good. The other one's not so good. Um. At least better than the Morrises, because they're they're both, yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> they like to brawl. They like to brawl. They, you know, you, uh, you know, in a world where there's no more physical activity, goons. Those are the goons. Those are the goons of the team. Um, but Moses, it's been a great episode. Glad to be back. Um, Absolutely. We 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 gabbed and gabbed for 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 minutes and on end, but glad to be back into the in the seat. Everybody else who listened in and watched in, thanks for coming in and tuning in. We will see you next week, definitely. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our stuff. I don't know if I say that at all before, but I have to start saying that now. Makes sense. Um, because if you like our stuff, tell us, you know, or give us a follow, you know, things of that nature. Um, Moses, is there anything else you wanted to add? 
I'm good, my friend. Should be an exciting week of sports. Uh, happy be Thanksgiving great... to our friends in the States. Uh, oh, they, yeah. Uh, celebrate. Yes. Try to. Yes. We'll oh, yeah. How, how that turns out. But we got football games going on, triple head yes. on Thursday. So that should be fun as well. That's going to be great. Um, and I, I've even heard that uh, so this Thanksgiving, um, there's going to be, it's, you know, they're going to have the, are they, when, will they be able to have a, uh, College bowl. I think this. Uh, some of the college bowls have been sus- like suspended due to COVID, right? But I know there's one or two happening. Um, I look forward to watching. I think uh, there might be a, a bowl or two that I'll be able to catch in because there'll be a really great halftime performance um, by some local artists. I think one of them might be uh, this guy. He's a local artist, though. He's from like Idaho, like very local. Have you, have you heard of him before? His name's Paul Pierce ain't shit. That's his name though. That's the wild thing. That's the wild thing. He's gonna be performing his self-titled hit single, Paul Pierce ain't shit. And everybody, I look forward to watching that uh, that's halftime show. So, you know, um, Moses, if you do have a chance, you should catch it yourself. I think you'd definitely appreciate it. But if, if there's nothing else, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening in. Uh, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> see you next week alright peace and love this podcast is a collab house production